This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? Hell yes, it's Friday on the Monty Show. A pleasure to be with you. We've got a lot to get to on the Utah Jazz and the NBA. Is Donovan Mitchell worth all of this? Is Donovan Mitchell worth six first-round picks and four players? Are the Utah Jazz better with or without Donovan Mitchell? We'll talk about all that on the show today as we get you the very latest on the Utah Jazz and the Donovan Mitchell trade scenarios. What about DeAndre Ayton signing a $133 million middle finger with the Phoenix Suns? I think he signed with that was yeah. a, a middle finger. Right. A middle finger. Can't trade him. He signed. He's the man. I'm pretty sure. Uh, is Kevin Durant stuck in Brooklyn? Should you be renting or buying? Um, it's National Lottery Day on Sunday, and here's a question for you. Who's got a more valuable brand, BYU or Utah? It's all straight ahead. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you. If you are listening on podcast, bless you, my friends. Hello to everybody on Spotify. Uh, appreciate everybody who listens on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. You want a podcast, just search The Monty Show and you'll get your podcast. But, of course, we're live and local every single every day. day. Right here on the old YouTube machine. Don't forget, on Monday, we are going to roll out a huge promotion for you. And I mean yidge. 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 Uh, Not only do we talk Utah Jazz basketball on this show. Yidge. Not only do we talk NBA. Not only do we talk college football. Not only do we talk the NFL. Yidge. We give you awesome prizes. And on Monday, the prize we are rolling out on Monday is going to be spectacular, so make sure you do not miss the show on Monday. I'm just saying. I am just saying. But without further ado, let's get to the Utah Jazz and their efforts to trade Donovan Mitchell to the New York Knicks. And let me just ask you a a point-blank question because I think this is something a lot of people have been talking about, and justifiably so. Is Utah Jazz star Donovan Mitchell worth all of this? And when I say worth all of this, the question I'm asking is not necessarily six first-round picks or four players and or four players. You're worth what somebody's willing to pay for you, right? But is Donovan Mitchell worth all of this consternation? Is Donovan Mitchell worth all of this angst that he is putting Utah Jazz fans through at the moment? Because I think a lot of Utah Jazz fans have split feelings on Donovan Mitchell. I think there's no question everybody loves the way the guy plays the game. Everybody loves the spirit he brings to the floor. But there is an air of arrogance. There is an air of individuality. There is an air of I'm better than you when it comes to Donovan Mitchell. And I think that's a bit of a turnoff for Jazz fans. And again, in the comments section, let us know your thoughts on it. But I just ask you, is Donovan Mitchell worth all of this? From a basketball perspective, 
Absolutely. I have no doubt about it. I've said repeatedly, I think that Donovan Mitchell's a top 15 player in this league. I think this is a massive, massive season for Donovan Mitchell. It is a prove-it year. Without question, Donovan Mitchell has to have a good season. It has to be a get-back year for him. But the arrogance, the aloof, the 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 confidence or an air of overconfidence from Donovan Mitchell seems to be problematic for fans, Jake. And I think it's a turnoff to a lot of Utah Jazz fans. Yeah. You know, I think that I think that Donovan Mitchell has like I've always said, has a lot of growing to do in with the mental side of the game. I you know, and, and specifically what I mean is just is like in the leadership stuff and how he handles um, you know, stuff off the court. Like I also think that you know, what's interesting, like if you look at this offseason, we haven't heard word one from Donovan Mitchell. Now, maybe that's how he prefers it. Maybe maybe it's just because he, he just hasn't been asked. I don't know. We have asked multiple times to to interview Donovan Mitchell, and, and obviously it hasn't happened. But I just think that Donovan Mitchell is someone who, who goes about things a certain way, and, and that's just how it is. And, and I think you're right. Sometimes, sometimes there are some questions from the fan base about, like, um, you know, how he operates. And I think that, you know, as we look back on the Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell era for the Utah Jazz, Donovan definitely had a big part of that. You know, that was not all on Rudy Gobert. Donovan definitely had his fair share. So it'll be interesting to see, like, how Donovan changes as this new team comes in or if if the trade does happen. I mean, because uh, I think a lot of people, because the deal ha with the Knicks hasn't happened yet, are just kind of writing that off. And I'm telling you not to write it off, per se, um, these things can take time, but either way, whether he's a Nick or whether he's a Utah Jazz when training camp starts, I think he has some proving to do as far as just leading a team and being being sort of the the center or the heart of a team. I think he hasn't really you know mastered that skill yet, and, and all the best teams in the league have that one guy who is the heart of the team. Like if you look at Phoenix as an example, you know, with this DeAndre Ayton situation and, and the Suns, you know, matching the offer sheet and, and basically handling business there. When you think of the Phoenix Suns, you don't think of DeAndre Ayton. You think of Devin Booker. You know, you don't you don't think of Chris Paul. You think of Devin Booker. And I think that that's that's what happens in Salt Lake with the Utah Jazz. Like I think everybody would agree. When you think Utah Jazz, you think Donovan Mitchell. But the problem is is that Don just hasn't been able to bring his guys together the same way. Don hasn't been able to get to that next level yet. And so that's why I say, yeah, sure. Is there some arrogance? Yeah, sure. Is there some, I like my, I like me some Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, sure. Definitely. But I just think that there's a lot of improvement, but that's where he's in. in that's where he's at in his career. It's not like Donovan Mitchell is 30 and still having these issues. So there's growth to be no, had. No, but you know what? I, I, I think one of the, the things with Don is that there is, there has always been a grind with the media, it feels like. There has always been an uncomfortable presence around Donovan Mitchell. Like, he is not somebody that is everybody's best friend. He's not somebody, um, it, you know, it, in our experience, he's not somebody that is easy to approach. And I can tell you that his agent is a guy named Ty Sullivan at CAA. Ty Sullivan is not easy to approach. Ty mm -hmm. Sullivan is not a wanting, willing participant in phone calls. Ty, Ty is a guy that doesn't want to talk to people. Um, Donovan Mitchell's a guy who has been dead silent this summer. And I think that goes to show you that Don knows how important this coming season is. But I think Don, at some point, Donovan Mitchell, 
is going to have to come around to the idea that he's got to become a professional. And that's the word that I keep hearing about Donovan Mitchell. He doesn't do the job as a professional basketball player well. And I mean nothing about the way he plays the game. Donovan Mitchell doesn't play the media well. Donovan Mitchell doesn't play the community card well. Donovan Mitchell doesn't play the charity card well. Donovan Mitchell plays basketball. And in this day and age, if you want to be a star, if you want to be the stature that Donovan Mitchell you know, aspires to be, I think you have to do those things better. Mm-hmm. I think Donovan Mitchell needs, in my opinion, to be more public. I think Donovan Mitchell needs to be seen more. Donovan Mitchell needs to do more media. Donovan Mitchell needs to be doing, in my opinion, a weekly TV thing or a weekly radio thing. He needs to be somewhere on a regular basis. I don't understand why we don't see Donovan Mitchell on social media talking. And he is active on Instagram. He's he's fairly active on Twitter. Yeah. But you never see his face talking. You never see Donovan's personality. I think that's a problem for Donovan. And I think when you're talking about a guy that that feels like he doesn't get the respect he deserves, or at least that's how it's been conveyed to me. Yeah. I think Donovan, if if he truly is this guy that believes he needs to play in a larger market, which we've heard and I don't believe is true, Donovan needs to be more of a personality. And I think when you're asking somebody for six first-round picks and four players, I think you need the total package. And frankly, right now, I just don't think that's who Donovan Mitchell is. Now, having said that, he is a wonderful basketball player. I think, again, Donovan Mitchell is a top 15 player in this league. And I think if the Jazz end up hanging on to Donovan Mitchell, which at this point I still maintain that when you are asking for six first-round picks and four players, the chances of making a deal on a guy like Donovan Mitchell are not high. I think 80-20 at that asking price, Donovan Mitchell stays with the Jazz. Right. But, Jake, I think there's a lot more involved than just the player on the floor when you're talking about giving a guy, giving up six picks and four players to get a guy. Yeah, I mean, you're giving up your entire franchise, essentially. And, and, and I'm not even exaggerating. I mean, that's most of the capital that the New York Knicks have. And I think that, that, you know, that's, that's just a lot of potential. Now that's a lot of future potential for Donovan Mitchell. And Hey, look, if, if they're willing to pay great, but clearly to this point, they haven't been willing to pay. And and I think the point you made about Hey, like if you're going to give up that much, the guy you're getting back has to be, you know, a complete player off the floor and on the floor. I think it's a really fair uh, point, especially when you're talking about New York city. I mean, this might this this point might be a little bit uh, void if we were talking about uh, you know Orlando or we were talking about right. some small market. But this is the New York Knicks we're talking about. This is Madison Square Garden. This is the basketball mecca of the world. And to have you know some questions because again, I don't want to exaggerate this too much. I don't want this to turn into well, you guys said that Donovan Mitchell hates the media. We're not saying he hates the media. We're not saying that. He's a problem in the media per se, but what we are saying is that he's definitely missing an opportunity with the media. There is no doubt about that. Uh, He could have easily come out uh, on social or he could have done a sit down with Woj because the Utah Jazz clearly have a relationship with Woj with, with with the podcast. Could have easily gone on a podcast and said, yeah, man, like, you know, I'm here in Salt Lake. Like, this is my team. This is this is where I'm at. And obviously I can only control what I can control. That's a pretty standard answer we get out of guys, but I'd rather hear it than hear nothing, you know? So that's why I say, like, that if I was the Knicks, I'd be 
you know, a little bit concerned. It'd be something I'd be paying attention to. Yeah, and I, I think when you're asking for six first-round picks and you're asking for Emmanuel Quickly and you're asking for Quentin Grimes and Miles McBride and Obi Toppin, I mean, that is a haul. That is 10 assets that if you're the Knicks, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to give that up. Yeah. And for my money and, and from what I was told late in the day yesterday, the Jazz and the Knicks are not close to a deal. Talks will continue, but the Knicks are not going to give up six first-round picks and four young players. That's not going to happen. But and frankly, what we said was going to be the price. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, uh, uh, an astronomical, you know, out-of-this-world price to get Donovan Mitchell, right? That's what we told you yesterday. And, and, and you know, if you listened yesterday, we were asked to backtrack quite a bit, and we didn't backtrack, and we're not going to backtrack now. The, the, the deal with Donovan Mitchell is, hey, we're not actively looking to trade him. We're not calling around the league to every team in the league trying to trade Donovan Mitchell. But if someone comes to us and says, hey, we're willing to give you six first-round picks and four or five players, well, at some point, even if it was Michael Jordan, you have to make the deal. You know, so that's but where what we're is, at. What is his value? What is Donovan Mitchell's value beyond what somebody will pay for him? What is Donovan Mitchell truly worth? Because let's diagnose Donovan Mitchell as a player. Donovan Mitchell as a player on the floor is a guy who I think is a, a 25 a point a, a night guy, 25 points a night. I think Donovan Mitchell is a guy that um, eventually will shoot in the high 30s from three on a consistent basis. And I think Donovan Mitchell is a guy that is a gifted scorer. But what Donovan Mitchell is not right now is a good defensive player. What Donovan Mitchell is not right now is a proven leader. And what Donovan Mitchell is not right now is a guy, in my opinion, that you can count on to win you a game in the last 20 seconds. Yes. Now, are all those things possible? Yeah, absolutely. Is he capable of being a leader? Yes. Is he capable of being a very good defender? Yes. Is he capable of hitting game-winning shots? Absolutely. But he hasn't. And that's why I will maintain... Donovan Mitchell's value was damaged last season. Donovan Mitchell's value was damaged when Rudy Gobert said, hey, the championship window closed. Mm -hmm. Donovan Mitchell's value was, was damaged by that because it wasn't Rudy Gobert that was counted on to win games here. It was Donovan Mitchell. And if Don comes back, and I think there's a very likely chance he joins the Jazz for training camp. If he comes back, I think Donovan Mitchell has to have a career year. Every single metric, and not just offensive, defensive, has to go up. Yep. He has to come back with a mid-range. He has to come back with the ability to drive and kick without turning the ball over. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell's problem is he gets in the paint and he turns the ball over. And for my money, I think if you are the Utah Jazz, I think that has to get better. Because if you are going to retool versus rebuild, and I think based on what you're able to get for Donovan Mitchell, that's going to define if this is a retool or a rebuild. Because if you don't trade Don and you hang on to him, you're retooling. If you trade him, you're rebuilding. If you're getting the 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 ask that you asked the Knicks for, if you're getting that haul, and that is six first-round picks, and again, quickly, um, Toppin, McBride, I think... That's a rebuild. Right. There's no, there is no question no about doubt. that. I think the Jazz are a playoff team going to training camp if Donovan Mitchell's on the roster, 
but he's got to have a career year because Jake, I think his trade value is not as high as it once was. Yeah. And I think that the other thing that needs to be said here, as far as Donovan and stats and having a career year is Will Hardy in this new, new system is going to put Donovan Mitchell in prime positions to score. And, and again, yes. I, this, and this is, I'm not usually a big stack guy, like just read into the stat sheet and that'll tell you everything you need to know. I'm not usually that guy, but I think it is worth noting that Donovan Mitchell is the first player to average 20 or more points a season for his first five seasons since Allen Iverson. I mean, this guy is a gifted scorer and I think that we cannot forget that. And I think that, you know, the, the, the Quinn Snyder system, however much I did really enjoy Quinn Snyder coaching this team, one side effect of that was Donovan Mitchell was not put in positions uh, either to score a lot in game or to have guys around him that that he could assist to. And I think that side of his game is really what's going to benefit. When you think about who he's had around him from an offensive perspective, um, you know, you talk about turning it over in the paint with the drive and kick thing. The problem with that is, yes, that is on Donovan, but the reason that's happening so much is not just because Donovan goes in the paint and holds onto it. It's because Donovan goes into the paint, the defense collapses on him out of respect, and he doesn't really have anywhere to go with it. I mean, yeah, sure, you probably have Bogdanovich in the corner, but it's not like he's got unreal athleticism out on the wing wide open and can get to everything. I mean, he Donovan hasn't had that, that opportunity, and that's why I say, like, I do think his stats are going to go up. I do think this is going to be a career year. I do think that, that yeah, if he's on this team and he's got Vanderbilt either on the mid post or on the wing, just that alone, without Malik Beasley or anybody else, will help Donovan Mitchell. So that's why I say, like, I look at this guy's numbers, you know, and I think that, that Donovan Mitchell is just is, is a stud, dude. There's no way around it. But he's got to get better defensively. He's got to lead teams better. He has to be more vocal in the media. Like like everybody criticizes Kevin Durant for having thin skin and and you know not not doing great things on Twitter, but at least he's out there. At least he's accessible. Donovan yeah. Mitchell is not doing that yet. Yeah, I don't think it is even a question that Donovan Mitchell has to grow. He has to advance. Yeah. in his game. And I, I think that it is one of those things where Donovan Mitchell has the upside. He has the potential. And if I know one thing about Donovan Mitchell, he's a grinder. He's a worker. He's a guy that's going to be in the gym. He's a guy that I have no doubt in my mind whatsoever Donovan Mitchell is going to do everything he can do to come back and win the NBA MVP this year. I have no doubt about it. Uh, that that's his goal, to win an NBA championship every single year for the rest of his career. That's his goal. I want that guy on my team. And I, I think we talk about this on a regular basis as we talk about the very latest with Donovan Mitchell uh, to the New York Knicks. I think we talk about this on a regular basis. And that is that Donovan Mitchell is a guy that has very high aspirations. Can the Utah Jazz meet him in the middle there? Can the Utah Jazz be the reason Donovan Mitchell wins a championship? Can Donovan Mitchell be the reason the Utah Jazz win a championship? I don't know the answer to that question. And I think that over the next two months, we're going to figure that out pretty quick. I just think the Utah Jazz need to make a decision here. Like, you you need to make a decision on, on are we going to stick with Don or are we going to trade him? Like, because the fact is, is you're not, the Utah Jazz are not in a position to kind of just like wait around per se. Like, when, and when I say wait around, I want to be really clear. 
Uh, yeah, sure, they can wait around weeks. Sure, they can wait around to the trade deadline. Absolutely. Yep. But they're not in a position to sort of sit here and, and kind of mingle in trade land for three more seasons with Don. I mean, it can't go on that long. Like, you got to decide, okay, yes, for better or for worse, we're going to go with Donovan Mitchell. We're going to build around him, and it's going to happen, which is what I ultimately think they will do. I just have a tough time believing that that you made the Rudy trade and got what you got back just to then go and trade Don and do nothing with it. You know, I just have a tough time with that. But here nor there, I just think that you make the decision and then go with it, you know, because there's going to be plenty of opportunity. And the problem is the Western Conference is deep, man. The Western Conference is deeper than the Eastern Conference, and you have to be good to get anything done. Yep, totally agree. Let's get your comments in here. Good to see everybody. Karen Montemayor, the first one Karen, in today. Karen, what's up? good to see you. Shiron26 uh, uh, says, good morning. Time to make that bread. Indeed it is. Uh, Lucito Diaz says, waiting for you guys. Eaton situation, how this affect Mitchell and KD trade? That's a great I, question. I think that's a very good question. And if you didn't see it, DeAndre Ayton got four years and $133 million. From, yeah, you think? From the Pacers and the uh, Phoenix Suns to match that. I think there's a very interesting question right now about the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Are the Phoenix Suns still NBA title contenders? After this sheet... I don't know that I can say that. I think this will really limit what the Jazz are, or excuse me, what the Phoenix Suns are able to do the first half of the season. Because remember with this, this gives DeAndre Ayton a full one-year no trade. And it also means that the Phoenix Suns cannot trade DeAndre Ayton until January 15th. Right. So you are married to that salary and paying that money. They're going to pay, if, if all things remain equal, the Suns are $30 million worth of a tax bill right now as they are $15 million into the NBA luxury tax, they're going to have to cut a check for $30 million bucks after signing Aiton to this, sh this contract. But I don't think it was ever in doubt. I mean, they waited about 37 seconds to sign this offer sheet yeah. and match it. So they were always going to do that. I don't think there's any doubt about that. This does not mean the Phoenix Suns do not want to trade for Kevin Durant. And I think what this means is they likely won't be able to trade for Kevin Durant. Right. And for me... When I look at what the Suns have, yeah, I think they're still NBA title contenders. But if we're talking about guys that have to be better, DeAndre Ayton's got to be a better basketball player. And when I say that, I mean DeAndre Ayton's got to grow some balls on defense, and he's got to get meaner and tougher. And I just don't know that he's a cat that can do that. I don't know that I believe in DeAndre Ayton to show up and dunk on dudes on a nightly basis. Right. I don't know that I believe in DeAndre Ayton to meet some guy at the rim and embody him. He's not a body snatcher. He's a guy who'd rather lay it up than dunk it. And for my money, $133 million, I don't want a guy that's happy to lay it up. I want a guy that wants to rip the rim off the wall every single day. Yeah. I mean, logically speaking, I don't know that I would have matched that offer, but I mean, obviously, you know, they did. They 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 chose their path and, and Oh, I don't think you had any choice. Well I don't you no. No, 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 no. You cannot let DeAndre Ayton walk away for nothing. Well, you that, can let him walk away not, for nothing, or you can pay $30 million in luxury tax. Well, so. I think you're going to wind up trading him. There is no logic whatsoever, even a little bit, that says you let DeAndre Ayton walk away. None. Yeah, what you, they should have done, what they should have done is they should have extended him the correct way so that they don't have to deal with this no trade thing until the 1st of January. What, they, what they should have done, done is they should have traded him last year. 
That's what they should have done because there were whispers about them being unhappy with him yeah. before last season. They knew they were not going to to sign him to a rookie extension. They knew that. So if you're not signing a guy to a rookie extension, there's an issue in place already. Why did you hang on to him? And I continue to go back to this point on just about every bad contract situation. You knew how you felt about the guy. Why didn't you do something about that? Every single time when you don't like a guy, and usually it's I don't like a guy or I do. Gordon Hayward in the Utah Jazz. Gordon Hayward was a Boston Celtic for one reason. The Jazz let him go to unrestricted free, or to restricted free agency. Remember all that? What was that back in 2014, I guess it was, or 2013, when they let him go out and kind of test the market? And Right. When you figure out how much you are loved in the open market, that almost assuredly means you're going to leave. Yeah. You, you sealed the fate of DeAndre Ayton signing a max offer sheet the minute you didn't extend him. You had a year to trade DeAndre Ayton. Why didn't you do it? It was a mistake, in my opinion, to bring him back because Monty Williams has made no secret about the fact he is not a DeAndre Ayton fan. Yeah. He is not. And in my opinion, you're going to pay him for half a season and he's probably not thrilled to be there. I think DeAndre Ayton, if he had his ways, would much rather be an Indiana Pacer than a Phoenix Sun. But I have to say, on the other side of that, he is getting paid now, so the money thing is no longer, you know, a problem. You yeah. know, either way, you're going to get paid, and I think that I, – I don't – look, I think that the issue is, to your point, Monty Williams just doesn't love him some DeAndre Ayton. And I get it, man. I understand it. it when you're playing for a championship and DeAndre Ayton is still dropping the ball in the middle of the paint – yeah, that's really frustrating. That's really frustrating. Yeah, he's you know? not a great like, catcher it, of the ball, that's for sure. It's frustrating as hell, and I think that, that they, they know they had a window to win a championship, and they didn't, and now it's time to figure out how you're going to do that again. Do you think it's close? Because Dre says Aiton is a 20-10 and 10 guy at center with good defense. DeAndre Aiton is not a good defensive player. But he is 20-10. and 10. That's the problem. Well, but so is Rudy Gobert. But my point is that when you look at guys and you look at the strength and weaknesses of guys on an individual basis and in talking specifically about DeAndre Ayton yeah he may be a 20 and 10 guy offensively the issue with DeAndre Ayton is you cannot count on him in the biggest moments yep. and DeAndre Ayton is soft you can have him physically because he is soft and you look at a guy like a look what Indiana's got now a Miles Turner Miles Turner is a very limited player right well would you rather have an offensive juggernaut? Well, hell yeah. In this league, I'd rather have DeAndre Ayton than Rudy Gobert. I, I I don't think there's any question about that. But what I'm also not willing to do is have a guy in DeAndre Ayton that when the game is on the line in the NBA Finals two years ago, and when the game was on the line against Dallas and you're looking at elimination and you're trying to save your lives, you can't count on DeAndre Ayton. I'm screwed. Well, yeah, what is the value of a 20 and 10 guy who in the last five minutes is scared to touch the basketball? Yeah. What's the value in that guy? Yeah. So when you say, hey, he's 20 and 10 and a good defender, he's not a good defender. Trust me. When he's 20 and 10 and you can't count on him in the clutch, let's come back and revisit this conversation. And the question will be, does that ever change with DeAndre Ayton? Tell me the player in the history of the NBA, Dre. Tell me the player 
who has been soft and has been his toughness and his manhood has been questioned openly on the bench by his coach who's rebounded to become a tough, manly player. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Because those guys don't exist. And the problem is, DeAndre Ayton in today's NBA is a max player. That's the problem. Like, like maybe, what, 10 years ago? Yeah. DeAndre Ayton wouldn't be a max player. Like, and, and that's the thing. And that's, you know, not to belabor this point, but I think that's what's so fascinating with the league right now. Like, you have guys like DeAndre Ayton, because they have the stats, are max players. Yes. But they're not actually max players on the floor i'm not paying deandre Ayton. what is that 30 million dollars a year 133 million dollars over four years i mean i'm not paying him 33 million bucks i'm not doing that yeah 33 and a quarter yeah i'm not doing that that's that's crazy i mean i don't know what you think yeah, I, I mean I, not, I think that I, i'm not doing i mean that. if i'm the phoenix suns i'm not doing it i uh, but again see but this is the other side of the conversation the indiana pacers are more than happy to do it and that's yeah, the thing and, and that's why i say like you know i just can't believe that the phoenix suns put themselves in this position without a plan in place. That's the thing. Man, uh, that's craziness. That that you and this was just bad decision making and and James Jones has gotten very little wrong in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. I feel like he could have done better on this DeAndre Ayton thing. I do and and I do think it handicaps you from making a Kevin Durant trade. I uh, I do. Uh Caleb says are you guys uh shading Don and Ayton to hedge your bets? LOL. My man. Um, I'm not shading Don at all, but I, I, I am, um, I'm a little surprised we haven't heard from Donovan Mitchell. I'm a little surprised. And, you know, everybody freaks out about his cryptic tweets. They're not cryptic tweets. They're music lyrics. I'm not trying to be cryptic. I, I don't think he's cryptic tweet guy, but what Donovan Mitchell is, is he's a guy I think doesn't understand who doesn't understand his reputation. That's what I think. I mean, I obviously like Donovan Mitchell a lot. As a player, um, I love what the guy brings to the floor. I'm ready for now to see some leadership. I'm ready now to see some some absolute alpha male just come out. Whip that thing out and let's measure it, man. Let's let's see who you really are, Donovan Mitchell, because we need to see leadership. This guy, and again, I will I will just be brutally honest about Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's got to show me two things this year. That he can murder folks in the mid-range game and that he wants to play defense. Can you measure it? Not that you can. Donovan, show me you want to play defense. Yes. That's what I want to see. I know you can kill people in the mid-range. Show, show me now. I know you can defend, but show me now. Prove me right. Validate my feelings that you're a top 15 player. Show me you can be a leader. Rudy was the problem. Okay, well, now he's Minnesota's problem. Time to prove it. What are you, Don? Are you an asset or a liability? Those are the questions he's got to ask as a basketball player. And if that upsets Donovan Mitchell, you're not a professional because every single player in this league should be asked those questions. Yeah, and all, every all the guys, single one. Dude, all the guys in his generation have gone through it. Jason Tatum went through this. Yes. Devin Booker went through this. Jalen Brown, to an extent, went through this, you know? So that's why I say, like, these are not. These questions should not be taken as, oh, well, you know, you're criticizing Don. These are these are like, you know, on-point questions. These are reasonable questions. These are questions that any great player would be asked. Hey, LeBron, bro, you've been to the finals 10 times and only won four times. That's a problem. Yeah. What proving do you have to do in year 20? Yeah, I, I like every think guy it, goes through it. I think it's, it's very interesting. Spencer D says, saw, dudes. Saw, dude. 
Så Sådan. Sådan. Uh, Spencer says, can we get a shoe collection vid, Monty? Um, if you follow me on Twitter and Instagram, you see that I put, um, I'm a big shoe guy. Um, yeah, saw, dude. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, every one of those is a size 15. Oh, I, I am a, I am a Jordan and Air Max 90 guy for anybody who cares. Um, I collect, I collect, I have, I probably am pushing a hundred pairs, um, of Jordans. I'm probably 30 pairs of nineties. Um, and I have very, yeah, I have various other shoes that, that are in that. I have some dunks, but you have one pair of dunks. You have a hundred pair of dunks. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, if follow me on Instagram and Twitter, and you, uh, yeah, there's Here's a. The deal. I'm the best there is. There's a ton of those. Um, so yeah, there you go. Um, good morning, uh, Ramsey's ten says just odd to lose both before the All Star game. Just fits with the rebrand. Boy, ain't that the truth? Uh, let's see. Cass Coolin says, is that problem to be uh, reversed? LOL. He is young. Reserve is it that is that problem to be reserved? LOL. He is young. Don that's an, is that's young. an no. I think that's an Aiton reference. A, a reference to Aiton being being soft and being not being tough. Yeah, I don't think you fixed that. I don't think you fixed that. New York Jazz fan. Good morning to you, friend. If you want to be a superstar, the media game is important. If Don does not like the media interaction, he will hate New York City media. Boy, ain't that the truth? Yeah, and I think so. so ain't that's, that the truth? That's the tough part, and and it's so funny. And and I'm not I'm not even meaning to be tongue in cheek about it, but like all this Zach Wilson stuff has been going on. Well, who does he play for? He plays for the Jets, dude. He's in he's in the middle of media world. And like, the New York tabloids are the ones that picked it up. Like yeah. you look at the page six, the Washington or the New York Post are the ones that picked it up. Yeah. So it New York City is I'll tell you, New York City and Chicago are two of the tough media markets to play in. Because they don't pull punches. Like, and this is one of the things I say about Donovan Mitchell is Bro, if you're having trouble with the media in Salt Lake City, and Donovan's gone after several people uh, in the media here, but if you're going after guys in the media here, what's Donovan Mitchell going to do in New York? Yeah, because there's only there's only so much time for Donovan to be New York's homecoming favorite son. Yep. What did they do to Stephen Marbury? Right. I mean, understand where you're going here because you're not going to win with the Knicks. It's just not going to happen. Um, so I, I think that's a great point, New York Jazz fan. He says, Rec one, uh, I agree 100% uh, that Donovan and the media thing. Yep. Uh, Gabe Ledley, hello. He says, my brother's from another mother and sisters from other misters. What's good? What's up, dude? What's up, dude? <laughs> What's up, dude? Um, Rec one says, Don needs to improve his communication. I agree with that. Cast Coolin says, Booker is in public and is just as much of a star, question mark. But... Book is measured. And Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker are totally different profiles. Devin Booker is a guy that's on a $50 million a year deal, essentially. He's a guy that's a superior player to Luxury Donovan Mitchell. Luxury tax. <laughs> but you look at Devin Booker, Devin Booker's got a huge Nike deal. Yeah. Devin Booker has been to the NBA Finals. Devin Booker is dating actresses and models. Devin Booker is a car guy. Devin Booker's got a persona. What is Don? What is Donovan's persona? What, and, what is his thing? But that's my question. When I look at Donovan Mitchell, what is Donovan Mitchell's it factor? I don't know. I have no idea. What is Devin Booker's it factor? 
my man can pull them chicks. His dog, his house, his car, his black Ferrari, his old school, his cars. retro cars. Like, and by the way, his his uh, you know uh, relationship with Kobe. His Devin Booker is is cemented. Oh, by the way, did anybody see he's on the cover of Two K coming out? He's um, Devin Booker's a made guy. Yeah, I don't know what Donovan Mitchell is. Because Don is younger. He hasn't been in the league as long. He has not achieved at the level that, that Book has achieved at. Like, yeah. I think these are all really important questions about Donovan Mitchell. And the, the other thing is, Donovan Mitchell just hasn't developed a brand. And by the way, and this is going to sound like me being a, a jerk. Yes, I'm a Nike guy. Don rocks Adidas. Donovan Mitchell rocks Adidas. You don't know what his shoe looks like. I could put two Adidas shoes on the on the what table, is and you couldn't be, be, pick his shoe out. What does Donovan Mitchell's shoe deal even look like? I like, don't even know. I don't even know. And, like, but but that's my point. That's my point. Donovan Mitchell, I don't believe is a guy who's done anything wrong. And I and I want to be really clear about this. I don't think that Donovan Mitchell's done anything wrong. But yeah. with with Cass Coolin's comment about comparing Don to Devin Booker. They're two totally different profiles. Two totally different profiles. Devin Booker's never been a problem in the locker room. Devin Booker's never been perceived to be a problem in the locker room. Donovan Mitchell was perceived to be part of the problem last year. Devin Booker's a guy who, on the floor, is one of the best young players in the NBA. Donovan Mitchell is not perceived in that light. You look at, again, profiles. Hot chicks and models. Retro cars and Ferraris. Big dogs, huge shoe contract. That's Devin Booker. I don't know what Donovan Mitchell profiles to. I don't know what what his off court passions are. Yeah, I don't know. I know he's a huge Mets fan. That's cool. I know he likes to hang out in Connecticut and at the shore and and at Brickley's gym. <laughs> but he doesn't. He hasn't built that yet. Yeah. And I I think this is a huge part of becoming a professional in 2022. You have to build that persona. You have to become a personality. Whether you're doing media hits all the time or not, okay, that's cool. Devin Booker never does media hits, but he's got a persona and a personality. Having covered Devin <clears throat> on a daily basis, he is an easy guy to talk to. He is an easy guy to approach. He's likable. He is hes everything you want. Donovan Mitchell is not approachable. Donovan Mitchell is is I think he's likable. I think he's I think Donovan Mitchell's likable, but I'm telling you this off-court thing is real. This off-court thing is real. Uh Cass Coolin also says I don't understand why they act in he has to do with this when Kawhi and Booker and a couple of others don't. Because Kawhi Leonard won. has won multiple championships. Jesus. Kawhi Leonard has achieved on the floor. And look at the way he's done it. That's Cast, the thing. Cast, you really think Donovan Mitchell's on those guys' level? There's not a chance. You really – and forget Kawhi Leonard. He's he's one of the best players in the NBA when he's healthy, granted. But he's one of the best players in the NBA, and he's got multiple rings. So what I'm asking you is, do you really put Donovan Mitchell in that conversation? We can pull out all the guys who don't do media, and the list is long. Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant – like it, it, that's why it was so refreshing to see Kevin Durant on David Letterman's show. But what does Kevin Durant also do? Kevin Durant's got a show. 
Kevin, Kevin Durant has a video presence. Kevin Durant gets it. Kevin Durant has one of the better shoe lines. Kevin Durant has one of the better life stories. Kevin Durant has, like, he does all kinds of multimedia stuff. Yeah. Kevin Durant gets it, but he's also won, and he's achieved at a very high level. He can do whatever he wants, right? So what I'm asking you is, cast specifically, you really put Donovan Mitchell in that conversation. Um, I don't think you do. And I am the guy, by the way, I'm the guy who's always been accused of being a Don Homer and you like him too much. And I'm cool with that. I am a Don Homer. I am a Don evangelist. I believe in the guy. Right. He needs to, to develop his, his personality more. He needs to build a brand. I know what KD is. I know what the claw is. I know what book is. If he gets traded to New York, is he the Don of New York? Not right now, he's not. Yeah. Not right now, he's not. If he stays in Utah, he's comfortable. I think one of the reasons that he's not demanding a trade, he knows he can fly under the radar a little bit in Salt Lake City. If you're a New York Nick, you are not flying under the radar. Nope. When you, if they give up, let's just say they gave up six picks. Again, let me put the banner back on the screen. Do you understand what the Utah Jazz asked for? Yeah, bro, look at that banner right there. That's six first-round picks and four top young players in in the Knicks organization. Dude, you let's say you make that trade, you're flying under the radar. Are you? There's no such thing as that. Ask Eddie Curry. You flying under the radar? Not in New York. You're not. I'm yeah. telling you. That's. I love Donovan Mitchell. I am a Don supporter and believer. He's got to develop a persona. He's got to develop a profile. I, I just don't think there's any doubt about that. And we can go round and round about this, and I'm happy to have the conversation. you know. But I, I just think it's one of those things where you have to figure out who you are. Uh, Monty Source. <laughs> I've created this back channel way for us to communicate through live chat. You and Jake are the only ones that can see this. Yeah, unfortunately, that's not the case. Wait, wait, uh, wait hold on, hold on. Wait, yes. Monty Source. So, what what information do you have for us? What do, what do you have for us? Yeah, because, if you're our if you're our source, you're supposed because to be nobody. Like you're right. Nobody else can see it, right? What's what's the information you have? Yeah, give us the four one one, please. You know, uh, Chris Simmons says Luca and Jokic are even more boring with no brand, though. But I have to disagree. Luca's got a brand, bro. He's the guy that dominated Europe, came over, and is the app one of the best players in the league. And again, Jordan Brand building around Luka Doncic. Um, the face, that ugly, twisted face that I want to put my fist through. There's far fewer, like there are far fewer more popular players than Luka Doncic right now. Yeah, like there are a lot more popular players than Donovan. There are not many more popular players than Luca. Anybody sell more jerseys than Luca in Europe? Not many. You look that kid's got a brand and a story. And he's known as a winner. And by the way, I don't know if you know this. Jokic has a couple of really nice trophies on his shelf. That guy's an MVP. Bro, Jokic Jokic is being me? covered so tightly when he went home and he had his MVP trophy. He rolled up on like a a, a, a horse and cart to his house. That's how tight he's being covered back home. And Luca's got media branding. Yeah. He's got a ton of media branding. You know, like it, it just is, I don't know. Let's see. Cass Coolin says, LOL, DM won a dunk contest and his persona is Spida. 
What does spite mean? What does that even mean, though? Like, but this is and this is the thing that and Cass Coolin, I feel like we're arguing over Donovan Mitchell. I'm a Don supporter, but it's very difficult to say that he has any kind of persona or brand. I mean, he just. He, what does that mean? He's what the guy is, in Salt Lake. That's what, what he is. is. What does Spida mean? Explain that to me. What is behind that brand? Because I, I can tell you, I can tell you all about Luca's brand. Luca's mom. Luca played when he was in. I believe. Luca's mom. I believe Luca signed, <laughs> signed his first contract when he was boiling in his dad's bag. Like the guy's been playing <laughs> basketball <laughs> since he was a kid. Yeah. The guy's a prodigy. He, he, you know. Come on, like are you? He kidding was me? breaking dudes off in Jordan 11s in the Euro about? League Championship, bro. Jeremy Bolton says even Caruso has a brand as the most overrated player in NBA history. I'm the 264th viewer in today. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. That's a new record for you, Jeremy. <laughs> Love you, Lucida Diaz says Booker is an upgrade. Uh, is it upgrade Clarkson? Because everything Book oh, has please. with JC on the Lakers time, Kendall Ferrari fashion and love by NBA players. Okay, I'm not. I think Devin. I think Devin Booker is. Is Devin? I think Devin That's Booker's a top really ten. Rough take to say he's an upgraded JC. Come I on, think guy. Devin Booker. One, he's the best player on the Suns. There's no yeah. doubt about that. Two, I think he's top. 10, I'd love to make the fight. He's top five, but I don't think I can right now. But Devin Booker is top 10. Yeah. Like, he's close. Like if And he, that's not just us saying it. I think he, most of the league agrees. If he averages 40, 40 points from three, 40% from three, 40 points from three, if he averages 40% from behind the arc, and if he continues to grow his defense, because Book's gotten much better the last year in defense. Yeah. The sky's the limit. They need, he needs to win a ring. He needs to win a ring. And by the way, I still maintain when that thing gets melted down in Phoenix, and I think it will, I think he goes to the Lakers. I think he is the next, in my opinion. Devin Booker could potentially be the next great Laker because he wants it. There is no doubt he wants it. I think he could be the next great Laker. Uh, let's see. Uh, one round less says, thinking about it, I don't really mind a rebuild if it's done right. Draft a Jokic, Luka level talent. Find some blue chip prospects and a dynasty is created. We could find the next Shaq and Penny. Maybe. 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 But, but there's risk. But there's a lot of risk because let's not forget the two teams you would have traded with. The Timberwolves are going to win a, a championship, in my opinion. They'll be close. Anthony Edwards will likely determine if they win or lose. Hmm. I am curious to see what these picks turn into. I want to see the T-Wolves get past the Eastern Conference Finals, to be honest with you. I want to see what that team looks like. I think, I think they're now better than Philly. The, the question is, what does Milwaukee come out and look like this year? Um, because there's a lot of whispers around the league that Giannis has really challenged his team, his teammates, his club that he has really put the the screws to them to everybody come back better. Now, the Chris Middleton surgery thing is a yeah, little concerning. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a little concerning because really Texas now, East. yeah, it's you and Drew. It's, it's Giannis and Drew now in Milwaukee, which isn't, hey, man, that ain't half bad. Like, I think Drew Holiday is a hell of a player. You need Chris Middleton, and you need him to be well. You know how like people regard Drew Holiday as a really good defender for his position? He is, I think, yeah. That's what Donovan Mitchell needs to get to. Donovan needs to be regarded as like, hey, this guy 
Wasn't a great defender, but now is. You can count on him. That's what he needs to get to. Yeah, and I think that I think Minnesota is capable of coming out of the West. And the question is, can they beat the best team in the East to win a championship? Yeah, I, I I think that'll be. I don't know, man. I think they're better than Philly. I don't. I want to see Mil. I want to see what Milwaukee is this year. Because if Milwaukee comes out and everybody's a tick better, they're the best team in the NBA. Yeah. Because, well, if, the other question is, what is Golden State? I mean, when you look at the West, let's look at the West real quick. When you look at the West, I think you got to put Minnesota towards the top, right? You, I think you just with Rudy there defensively, they're going to be much better. He makes everybody on the perimeter a better defender. I think Carl Anthony Towns at the four, like okay, they're going to you're going to have a tough time getting one rebound against Minnesota. But are is Minnesota good enough to win the West? I think they're better than Phoenix by a little bit. I mean, size wise, Carl so- Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert are are in my opinion as I think Rudy is I think Rudy can handle DeAndre Ayton defensively and if he can't Carl Anthony Towns can the Timberwolves finished seventh in the West last season yes so the question is they're definitely better than seventh this coming season nobody doubts that the question is how good are the Suns and really the Warriors and the Grizzlies are the two teams that are going to decide the Western Conference, in my opinion. Without making this KD trade, without making this KD trade, yeah. and I wonder, this this will be interesting. This will be interesting to me. Without making this KD trade, yeah. and you paid DeAndre to $133 million, I I I think they I don't think DeAndre Ayton finishes the year with the Suns. I, I unless no something way. dramatically changes yeah. between him and Monty Williams. I I can't see that. If we're talking, let's do it just based on today. Today, I think Minnesota is better than the Suns. Okay. The team that I don't have a firm grasp on is the Golden State Warriors. How good are Wiseman and Kaminga going to be this year? Because I got to tell you, Kaminga looks like a stud. His body looks better in in summer league right now. Now, it's only been 10 days or whatever, or a couple of weeks since they won a championship, I yeah. guess. He looks better to me. And granted, it's summer league. I'm not even concerned about what he's doing on the floor. He looks like a better player. James Wiseman was already an effective player at the NBA level. You still have Steph, Clay, and Dre... I mean, like you have this triumvirate of talent there. I don't know how good they're going to be. I think if they're at their very best and Kaminga and Wiseman stay healthy and contribute, I think they're the best team in the NBA. Yeah. I, I think they are. Yeah. I, I think that there's no defense for Steph Curry. There's no defense. And I think and that, yeah. can, not to cut you off, but can Cat and Rudy be on the floor at the same time against the Warriors? Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, I don't know. Just because he's on, just because he's wearing a different uniform, doesn't mean that Rudy Gobert all of a sudden becomes a force in the last five minutes of a game. You know, it's an interesting question, and I think you look at if the Suns are still an NBA contender. I don't know, I don't know, but when I look at Denver, what has Denver become with Contavious Caldwell Pope and Jamal Murray healthy? With Nikola Jokic. Yeah, it's the first time we've been able to see it. That's the thing. Like, I, I, I don't know what they become. I don't know. I, we have to see who Jamal Murray is coming off the injury. That's the thing. We know who Clay is, but we don't know who Jamal Murray is. And by the way, 
it let's assume Philly and James Harden and all that works out just fine. Yeah. What about Brooklyn? What if Brooklyn and starting to look like Brooklyn's going to have KD and and Kyrie and Ben Simmons on that roster? How good is Brooklyn next year? Because could would you be stunned if let's assume KD and Kyrie and Ben Simmons all stay there? Would you really be shocked if they won the Eastern Conference and wound up against let's say Minnesota in the finals? That could be fun. Yeah, I think I'd have to go Brooklyn in that matchup. But you would. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I don't I think that is the be, best player on the planet, dude. That'd be incredible. That would be that would be incredible. I, I don't Dude, you're talking about a guy in Kevin Durant who almost beat the Bucks on his own. Like inches I don't know. from the beating the Bucks on I his own. I think that is I think that's incredibly interesting. So we'll see. Uh Pudge NYC says Giannis needs to take his own advice, and he is. He is. Uh, let's see. Um, Brood Wars. Who wants to tell them Minnesota is in the Western Conference? Yeah, I misspoke and said the Eastern Conference. Oh, did it you? Happens. I didn't even yeah. hear that. They're in the Western Conference. I didn't even hear you say that. Yeah. yeah. Minnesota is in the West. Yeah. I, I didn't think that was in question. Um, Mike Phillips says uh, the Eastern Conference. Okay, so you probably did that. Yeah. I, I, hey, hey, for everybody commenting, <laughs> I said they were in the Eastern Conference. They're in the West. Okay, we're good. Suck it. Jesus. Uh, Justin the Alpha says Anthony Edwards and John Morant understand the brand aspect of basketball. They're both young stars on social media. Ant is in a movie already. I think John Morant totally gets it. Yeah, he does. I think he John does. Morant, but he's playing in Memphis. And I think this is where the market thing comes in. Yeah. I think Salt Lake City and Memphis, Tennessee are very difficult places to become high profile stars. But you have to one's win. One's doing it, one's not. Yeah. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, Alex Chacon says, I'm very much good with a rebuild if we get a historic haul for Don. If not, keep him and flip those picks for established talent. I, I think you're closer to winning. Why are we why why with Don? Why all of a sudden are we accepting a rebuild? What what's been the change? Why all of a sudden is there an appetite for it? Is that just because you're assuming they're going to trade Donovan Mitchell? Is that what it is? Is it just because what you don't think that you can win with what you got back from Minnesota? I I don't know. I mean I, I I'm not good with a rebuild. I'm definitely not okay with a rebuild. I think that. There's no reason to rebuild. I think there's no reason to try to contend for the number one overall pick in the draft. Because that, to me, is what rebuilding is. If you're going to rebuild, then you need to be a bad team, like a really bad team, for a year and go and get like the number one overall pick. And then, you know, get, get on with it, basically. Yeah, we'll see. I think it's, I think it's very interesting. I really do. Hullabilly says, uh, Minnesota is in the West. Thank you. Yes, we Thank know. You. You know, thank you. Teddy Wayman says, F a rebuild. Okay. That's what I mean. Like, why is there some appetite for it? I don't know. Rec One says, I think Don has a Kawhi personality. He likes to show off. To me, he's that guy that doesn't like pretending and in, in he, here he's not happy enough to demonstrate that love and communication people expect. Well, there could be something to that. Could be something to that. Uh, Pudge says, uh, salute, fellas. Looks like Spider will be in the garden. I don't know. You think he ends up with the Knicks? I, I, I think this is an interesting conversation. I, I think he doesn't finish this contract he's on with the Utah Jazz. That's what I think. I think that I think that the 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 Utah Jazz are are in an interesting time. You know, what do you 
it, it really depends on how Danny wants to handle it. Honestly, like, honestly, it's it's one of those things where Danny's going to decide the timeline here. And I, and I think honestly, Donovan Mitchell's a championship caliber player, in my opinion. I mean, again, gifted scorer has some things he needs to work on. But would anyone really be surprised if he was the centerpiece of a championship team inside of two seasons? I no. wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. So that's why I say like this whole this whole concept of like, hey, like. They're 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 actively trying to trade him. I disagree with that. I think that they'll listen to offers, but your offer better be like to the moon if you want Donovan Mitchell. By the way, James says hello, waving arms over here. You know, hi James. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says uh, Booker is incredible, though his uh, kryptonite <clears throat> is mascots. I still think he handled that really well. Mm. I think he handled that Bulls thing incredibly he well. He saved – he could have looked like an idiot after he handled it on the floor. Oh, the way totally. He did, but he handled it good after. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Cass Coolin says, DM just needs to date a Kardashian and he'll be okay with y'all. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, NY Jazz fan says, his persona and brand is a huge part of where his agent marketing manager is failing him. He is part to blame, but he – uh, but the easy cop out is small market. Easy yeah, cop out. Yeah, I just don't believe in it. Dude. Easy I, cop I out. Salt Lake. The, the the truth about Salt Lake City is that it's no longer a hidden gem. Salt Lake City is one of the fastest growing cities in the country. Salt Lake City is an emerging market. The excuse is over with. That's just not a thing yeah. anymore. Well, and I, I honestly I don't know how much credence there is in it. But there's talk around the NBA that Donovan Mitchell's leaving Ty Sullivan at, at CAA. Um. But I don't know. There's few better branding agencies than CAA. I mean, you're going to do what, what as much as you want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you really are. Uh, Gabe Levley says, plus, Lucas got a smoke show for a mom. Yes, he yes, does. Yes, he does. Yes, he yes, does. dude. Yes, he does. <laughs> there is no doubt about that. And again, you know, I, I understand we have a lot of people that are commenting on this show right now. And we try to get to as many comments as we can. It is clear we are not going to get to every single one. Uh, our long times, man, I appreciate you. And if I'm missing some of your comments, James Knight, I'm sorry about that. Uh, James Knight says, Jake, Minnesota is in the West. I know. Did you know Minnesota is in the West? I had no idea. I mean, honestly, I, I, you know, I don't actually. So here's the thing. I don't actually do this show. I just kind of show up and make sure everything's plugged in. And, yeah. then, you know, like yeah, I, I don't actually like, you know, put like opinions together or anything yeah we know that you're you're just hanging on to spencer morgan's spot yeah exactly I spencer mean, morgan's gonna come in and he's gonna backtrack everything we've said and and it's gonna be great yeah you know uh thug duck thug duck okay okay quack away bud thug duck says i know someone who knows mitchell personally and mitchell said he knows he's going to be traded somewhere okay okay cool bro yeah. That's nice. James Jensen says T-Wolves my second favorite team now. There's a lot of Jazz fans who are T-Wolves fans. I will today. say they're entertaining as hell to watch. Yep. I mean, you want to watch a fun basketball game, that is a team you watch. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Compass says Knicks will have okay defense with Mitchell Robinson on the court. Yeah, I think I loved Mitchell Robinson. Big Mitchell in, Robinson fan. In, in a Bulls uniform. The Bulls were trying and they just couldn't get it done. I think the Knicks, if they trade for Donovan Mitchell and keep R.J. Barrett, I mean – but then again, I just wouldn't give up six picks to get Don. Like, I, I, yeah. I think that's crazy talk. Yeah. I mean, I, I really think it's crazy talk. I, I just wouldn't do that. For me, anyway. I, I just, um, man. It's a lot, dude. I, that is six, a lot. Six picks on its own is a lot. And then four young players. I mean, I just, I I think you're 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 asking too much. 
Um, James Knight says, oh, good, Monty. I'm just playing, man. Appreciate that. The problem is with the Donovan trade value thing, Danny knew what he was doing with Rudy. Danny knew. Oh. Danny knew that, hey, if I get this for Rudy Gobert, that just then means that Durant's price went up, Don's price went up, like all these guys' price went up. Danny knew what he was doing. Yeah. Well, it's he was no pissing secret. everybody off is what he was doing. Yeah. Thug Duck says Grizzlies are fun to watch. Anthony Cornell says Scott Layden second after Utah screws New York. <laughs> Great pull. Great pull on that one. Love that, Anthony. Um, Compass says, yes, sir. Read my comment. Yes, sir. Hey, by the way, if you want your comment read, uh, and, and I'm not even joking or being tongue-in-cheek, it is great to tip the show, even if that's one cent, because th what happens is that highlights your comment and makes it stand out. So if you really want it read, like, badly, just tip, even if it's a tiny tip. That way it'll highlight it. Just like New York Jazz fan who tipped us $5 and says, let's give Monty and Jake a thumbs up. This show is fire every day. Keep it up, fellas. Appreciate it. Yeah, if you're Thanks, here right man. now, Thank you. please give us a thumbs up. Appreciate that. Um really helps if you if you hit the like button it really helps the show grow so uh new york jazz fan appreciate you very much uh joseph chavez says not gonna lie i wanted the knicks to trade for donovan but we got all stars in our second unit same as the first danny is dumb if he thinks we're doing this trade i i, I wouldn't do it i mean six first round picks and you got to give up quickly grimes top but when does danny age here's my thing when does when are we gonna say, hey, Danny Ainge looks like an idiot for not doing a deal? Like, what's that line? You know what I mean? As far as like what the Knicks are willing to offer, which clearly it's no secret at this point they weren't willing to accept what Danny asked for the first time. So that's why I say it's just this this fine line, and I I absolutely understand why Danny Ainge is doing what he's doing. I don't think he wants to trade uh, Donovan, but I think what he wants is flexibility. And assets. And if he can get the right amount, he will do a Donovan trade. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Daryl says, uh, Danny ain't dumb. No, he's not. No. I would agree with that. Not. Cody Strickland, good morning to you, sir. He says, why would Don play for us now that he knows we're looking at trades? Uh, I think that's an everyday part of the business. I yeah. mean, I, I think everybody is aware that they they could be traded. I mean, there's just there's just no doubt about that. Uh, DJ Lopez says, if Don stays, do the Jazz get him a running mate to replace Gobert? I don't think so. I think if Don stays, you are closer to a championship. But I think they're going to trade Conley. And I I think the three guys that you're going to see gone are Boyan Bogdanovich because I, I think he is in huge demand around the league right yeah. now. Um, Mike Conley and I think Patrick Beverly um, is going to get traded. I, I just, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And in fact, I know it's not true that they're going to bring the camp what they have on the roster now. It's a yeah. very incomplete roster. So Danny Ainge is not done dealing. And I think they've got to get bigger and they've got to get more athletic on the wings. This is what I mean, though. Danny Ainge is a master of this process. This is not his first time and it won't be his last time. He knows what he's doing. He has a firm grip on, hey, it is, what's today's date? The fifth, It's July 15th. I have X amount of time to get this roster done. So let's take it easy. Let's wait. Let's play this out. Danny has a good grip on this, and that's why I say I'm more than confident in him. Yep, absolutely. Teddy Wayman with a $10 tip. Appreciate you, Teddy. Thanks, Thank Teddy. you. He says, I think Utah has plenty of assets to retool around Don. Bring him back, retool, and if it doesn't work, trade him next year. If you bring him back and you retool and you're not contending in, you know, for a, a, a top five spot in the West, trade him at the trade him after the All-Star game. Yeah. I mean, it is not – well, you'd have to train him before that because the deadline this year is before but the But you get the game. point. I mean, but, you know. I mean, yeah, Teddy, I think you're exactly right. 
I think you you are you are exactly right. Uh, Gabe Ledley, good morning to you again. He says, I'm sorry, I thought you said even if it's just a tiny tip. Jake speaking from personal experience now. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Gabe, bro. Hey now. Gabe, wow. Hey now. Man, that was <laughs> that was that was you know, cold blooded, clean, methodical, and thorough right yes, there. It was. Bro. Josh Lovren says Gabe off the top rope. Yes, he is. Yes, dude. Uh, cold blooded, clean, methodical, and thorough. That was that was savage. Uh, Compass says Leon Rose is trying to do the best possible trade for the Knicks. He is. I think Leon Rose is smart not to trade six picks and four young players. I mean that's some that's some insanity. Yeah. That's some insanity. Come on. Uh Kanai Johnson, good morning, KJ. What's up? He says, Can Danny make the Jazz a top five team by the end of summer with his picks? He could if he wanted to. But, you know, I, I mean, you listen to Tony Jones at the Athletic. Tony is convinced they're trying to go young. Um, I'm not so convinced they're trying to go young. If they're gonna trade Donovan Mitchell, they're gonna go young. I think they have two paths, and I think they realize that. That the the Utah Jazz can go young by trading Donovan Mitchell? Absolutely. If they keep Don, there is they I think you you really have to work much more diligently to get a number two option for him. Because frankly, right now I don't think you have that. Um and I think if you trade Don, Malik Beasley um is a guy that you wind up keeping. Either way, I think Malik Beasley becomes a much more important guy, yeah. depending on what you do. Um, I think if you keep Donovan Mitchell, I think there's no doubt uh, that Boyan Bogdanovich has to be traded. I, I just think, again, I think there's no doubt either way, frankly, that Don, that Don and Bogdanovich are not a one-two punch. Yeah, and I think the other thing with Malik Beasley that you have to remember is his time in Minnesota um, was ended with some questions about his want to and his sort of legacy left with that team. And he's got proving to do. And and I think that's why I say I like Beasley a lot because he's motivated. He's hungry. He's not this. He's not a guy who is on a big money deal who is just kind of rolling out every day to play ball. Like he's like, hey, like yeah, I need to prove and fix my image in the league. And and I would love to. See, I'd love to have a guy like that on my team who's motivated. Yeah, I think it's tough to argue against that. Yeah, I really do. Uh, James Cott says, why not KD to the Knicks? Because I think, I think the Knicks are not. A winning franchise and I think one Kevin Durant I don't know that he would want to go to the Knicks number two if you bring Kevin Durant to the Knicks are you close to a championship no I don't you're think closer you are. I don't think you are even if you trade six picks and four youngs are you I don't think you are I think if you bring Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks are you closer to a championship I don't think you are I think that that team has a lot more development that they have to do to get to a championship Kevin Durant has stated unequivocally he wants to win and he wants to win now. That's why you're talking about Phoenix and Golden State as his two most likely destinations. Those teams had assets in Phoenix, have assets in Golden State. And I think if you put Kevin Durant on either one of those teams, they are by far the best team in the Western Conference. So I can't say the same thing about, about the Knicks. And I don't know. I don't know that Kevin Durant would play there. Yeah. Uh, let's keep rolling. Anthony Cornell says, if we have good scouting after everything is set and done, we should not have any excuses in the near future uh, to be good again. Yeah, I would agree with that. If you're going to make a trade, a transformative trade like that, you better be good again. Yeah. Big dog, uh, O-Town. Jeremy first said, screw it. Trade Donnie for Conover. Bring in Jaron Hall and Britton Covey and the Jazz are winning a Stanley Cup all day. I agree. Okay. I agree. Okay. Very good. Uh, Big Dog Oat Town, a $10 tip. What's up? 
Uh, Danny, a straight gangster like Jake and Danny knew that Rudy trade would rock the boat. People need to know we got a top two CEO in basketball operations. Shout the Mobamba. And Danny, I trust. I totally agree. Yeah. And somebody said it to us the day that um, Rudy Gobert got traded. Man, it's interesting to see Danny Ainge actually doing it for the Jazz. Yeah, that's right. It's really interesting to see Danny Ainge actually transforming the Utah Jazz. Like, this is what NBA teams actually do. You are. I hope everyone realizes this. But for the first time in how many years, the Utah Jazz are the center of the basketball world. Yes. Like, like I understand Brooklyn's got Kevin Durant, but I'm uh, this Donovan Mitchell situation is all over ESPN every single day. For those of you who don't watch ESPN, literally every day they're talking about it. I would agree with that. Man, a lot of comments today. Appreciate you. Widescreen TV says, uh, nothing beats playing 2K on a Friday night and listening to the Monty Show. Love it, fellas. Greetings dude, from Australia. Listen, What's up? Listen, uh, What's up? So, dude, like, I get those vibes, bro. 2K, you don't want the game sound. You want 2K and you want whatever your favorite podcast is. And you know that's the us. Let's go. Damn right. Let's go. By the way, by the way, you're in Australia. James, where's the 4X gold? Hook it up. Yeah. Come on. Widescreen Let's TV would send us 4X gold if we asked him to. Yeah. Doesn't even have to I lose a bet. Jordan McDonald says, no disrespect to Mitchell, but I think moving on is the best for both sides. Could be. Why do you say? Why do you think that? Could be, yeah. Um, and Garcy, good morning to you. Why not back off six picks to get RJ? Because, A, I don't think, I don't know, it's interesting. I, I don't, for whatever reason, Danny Ainge would prefer to just tear this thing down to the foundation if he trades Donovan Mitchell. I I, I was told yesterday that Jazz are not even asking for R.J. Barrett. Because what what is, what is R.J. Barrett? I mean, it's not like R.J. Barrett is some, you know, incredible player. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's a solid NBA contributor, but he's a he's a he's a finishing stone to a a starting five. He's not like the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so that's why I say like RJ Barrett with all due respect to him, he's a good player, but if you're going to trade Donovan Mitchell, yeah, you're damn right, you're tearing the whole thing down. And frankly, when we talk about in Danny we trust or you know trusting Danny Ainge, like listen, Donovan Mitchell is the final piece to moving on from what you knew is the Utah Jazz. Like, let's make sure we're on the same page. It's not Boyan or Mike, or it wasn't even Rudy. It's Donovan Mitchell. You move on from Don, this team is going to be just a 1,000% a new team. Yeah, That's I it. I don't disagree at all. Scott Zuninga says, go bear to Minnesota, Don to New York, the Jazz to Seattle, Smith and Ainge getting it done. <laughs> wow. Why is there so much belief that the Jazz will tra change markets? I probably get a comment a day. And it's one of two things. Jazz to Seattle or Jazz to Vegas. And I, I, would, I would assume, Scott, you're joking. But I just think there's a lot of people who are like, yeah, oh, they're going to Vegas. They're going to... Nah. I don't... Vegas needs leaving. its own new thing. And by the way, Ryan Smith is, is a Utah guy. You know what I mean? And Garcy back in says, RJ is a young top three pick that yes can help with a rebuild decent start in my opinion is he ever the best player on the on the best team no I don't think he no. is and and that's kind of where I think they set the bar in my opinion uh compass says what seed do you guys think the Knicks will be if they get Donovan mm. well who in the east are they better than who's the top team in the east right Miami now? Heat 
53 and 29, two games better than the Celtics at 51 and 31. Well, they're not better than the Celtics with Don. They're not, and it, it are we assuming they give up six picks and four players? Yeah. Um, yeah. They're not, how do you replace quickly? Here are the teams that I don't think they would be better does, than. Does Don replace quickly? No. No. I, I, I think Don replaces like two or three of their guys. I mean, that's, that's how good Donovan Mitchell is. Offensively, yeah. You know, I, I, I think quickly is the star in this conversation that nobody's talking about the right? Knicks. So the Knicks last year were 37 and 45 behind teams like the Hornets, the Cavs, you know, the Hawks, the, the teams that they're not better than even after this deal would obviously be the heat, the Celtics, the Bucks, and the Sixers. Those four teams are the class of the East. Then you've got a whole slew of teams, you know, the Raptors, the Bulls, Brooklyn, obviously, with whatever the hell they're going to look like. You know, you've got Washington with the Bradley Beal situation. Like, so that's why I say, like, I don't know, man. But if you look at the Knicks and they got Donovan Mitchell, you would be starting RJ, Don, Brunson. Forn Forn is Fournier still there? I think Fournier is still there. Fournier would still be there. Um, you know, and then Mitchell Robinson, like. You'd be good. I don't you're know. Not your great, championship though. I don't think you're, I don't think your Eastern Conference Finals good. I mean, you're not better than Brooklyn. And if the league stays the same, let's say, because I don't think you're better than Brooklyn. I don't think you're better than Milwaukee. Um, and you said Minnesota's in the East, right? So you're... No, yeah, I'm, I'm I, actually, I think Minnesota actually plays in California. Come on, that's funny. So, uh, it is funny. That's it funny. Is. It is. Um, I don't think you're better than Philly. I don't know, man. I think you're probably a mid-table team. Yeah, I, you're, I, you're, your top end is the fifth seed. And you'd like to have home court advantage. I mean, if you're if you're listen, if you're an average team in the East, are you really a good NBA team? An average team I mean, in the East is is a forty mid forties win team. You know, again, the Raptors at forty eight wins yeah. at fifth seed. You know, the Bulls at forty six at the sixth seed. Like you're in the forties somewhere. And, and again, I think this is so much guessing because we have no idea what the Nets are going to do. Like, and I'm assuming that KD is and Kyrie stay there if, for the the terms of this conversation you're not better than Brooklyn if Katie and Kyrie are there with Ben Simmons I mean they're gonna be good um you're not better than Milwaukee you're not better than Philly are you better than Chicago no mm -hmm. um with Zach I don't know. and, I with think Zach and DeMar nah I with think Zach you're and close, DeMar dude. there you're close you're close because Mitchell Robinson's better than anything the Bulls have that's the thing you know you have that dynamic yeah. and I think that and what is Mitchell Robinson now that he's paid uh, he's, I think he's, that's a question. I'm a big Mitchell Robinson fan. I think he's a contributor. I think he's a difference maker. He's very athletic for his size. The problem is, my biggest thing in Chicago is Zach Levine is always hurt. That's my problem. Zach Levine has not shown the ability to stay uh, healthy and be a solid contributor. Remember, last year, DeMar, for that stretch, was an MVP candidate for that 20-30 game stretch where he was just going off and had all those game winners and was just killing people on the posts. Like, he, he was playing great basketball, but Zach was nowhere to be found because he was hurt. So, I don't know, man. I think the Bulls are the Bulls are forever going to be a mediocre team until ownership changes, in my opinion. So, like, I would put, you know, a Donovan Mitchell Knicks team, I would have to say they would be between, you know, depending on injuries and how things work out, the highest I think you'd ever see that team would be a four seed. Bro. In, bro yeah, what? They're not better than the Bulls. Yeah, they are. No. Yeah, they are. And I wanted to confirm the Bulls did sign Andre Drummond. Um, they are, I mean, you got to remember that, I mean, they they, they drafted Dallin Terry 
who is going to be, I think he's going to be a lockdown defender. You added Drummond, so your your defense in the middle is better, right? I mean, yeah, but if, yeah, you know, if you look at the the very fact that they did not trade Patrick Williams or Io DeSumo, now would you have been better with Rudy Gobert? Yeah, I don't think that. I don't. I honestly, you know, looking at what they've done, I mean, they're, they're the the real question is, have the Heat gotten better? And the answer is no. The Heat have not gotten better. I, I mean, but they're still pretty damn good. The, the, I think the Heat. I think the Heat right now are a mid-table team. Uh, it, it, depending again, and I'm. This is why I'm so tired of the yeah. Kevin Durant trade. Yeah. Depending on what happens with the Kevin Durant trade. Yeah. I think you're a mid-table team. Like looking at, I think the Bucks. The Bucks are better. You know, re-signing Bobby Portis was but, a huge deal, dude. This Drummond thing, though, real quick, not to go backwards, but but my biggest thing with Andre Drummond is he hasn't been a starter in in he's played one season as a starter, but he's a role in player. the last five. He's a role player. He's not a guy. Andre Drummond to the Bulls is not a guy you're depending on because wow. let's not forget, Vuce is still your starter in Chicago. Yeah, Vucevic is your your starting center. Which I, means I like Robinson over Vuce. I think that Drummond could give Robinson. I, some I, trouble. I agree, but Mitchell Robinson is not a. If you add Donovan Mitchell to that team, Mitchell Robinson is going to have trouble getting touches. He's going to he's going to be a cleanup guy. I don't I, see. I think again, not to be argumentative, I think it's different. I think Mitchell Robinson is a better offensive player than Rudy Gobert is every day. Oh, there's and no doubt. There's I, no doubt. But you have you have Brunson. Mm -hmm. You you and Donovan Mitchell, those two guys don't pass. The here's ball what I like lot. about here's what I like about Mitchell Robinson. Even if he doesn't get a lot of touches, because I think it's a fair point. When you look at games played, this is what I noticed: seventy two games played last year, played most of the season, right? And the biggest thing is he's not last season. He's not blowing it out of the water. He's not DeAndre Ayton at twenty and ten. He's not anything huge in the stat sheet. But what he is is wanting defensively. What he is is athletic. What he is is energetic. And I think when you have those qualities, you can develop a guy like that into better finishing ability around the rim or better little things overall. So that's why I say, like, hey, maybe they're not better than the Bulls, but the Knicks are definitely a playoff team with Donovan Mitchell well, on there. Well, and I think, and by the way, Compass, thanks for derailing the show. Yeah, damn it. I, but I think here's the other team you got to talk about in the East. Yeah. Who and what are the Atlanta Hawks? Yeah, I don't know. Because you still haven't traded Capella or John Collins. Amazingly. When I think that's coming because, I mean, I, I, the world's only going to wait so long for Kevin Durant. You can't tell me there's not burnout happening in the league with the with the KD thing. I think a lot of teams right now are at the point where they're saying, okay, you know what? We can't wait for this Kevin Durant situation to materialize. The Nets are asking for a lot. We're going to move on. And I think John Collins is a guy that's quite interesting because, again, it was said to me yesterday by a, a Utah Jazz source who said, hey, we we can go one of two ways. We can completely tear it down with a if we get six picks for Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Or we can go and get a, a – and the, the my guy at the Jazz specifically brought up John Collins, unsolicited. We could go and get a John Collins-type deal and contend. And I think that's not too far off for about 10 teams in the NBA. Why would you not keep Donovan Mitchell, go get John Collins, and run it out there for the first half of the year? Why you would got, you do but, that? I mean, John Collins checks a lot of boxes, and you have a lot of picks. 
Um, he's making a ton of money, though. He just signed that extension. I don't know. I don't know. I think that I think the Knicks are not done. I think the Nets are not done. I think the Heat are not Dude, done. Dude, I think the whole league isn't done. We're just getting started, but the I, Nets are holding up the whole thing. I honestly think that we have we are we have been on hold for two weeks waiting for Kevin Durant. It's so annoying, bro. I, I think that's it, that's and by the what way, it is. We should characterize this the correct way. We're not waiting on Kevin Durant himself. We're waiting on Marks to, to get That's the job right. done or get off the pot. All right, a couple more because we got to keep rolling. Uh, theme Park News says, Monty, you said Donovan has an air of arrogance, individual individuality, and I'm better than you. But didn't Carmelone have those same traits? If so, can those be strengths or weaknesses? Yeah, how'd that work out for you? I think I think Carl Malone was a generational all-star level, MVP level championship caliber player who also had a generational all-star MVP caliber historic type player in John Stockton next to him. I think Don is on his own. I think that when you look at Donovan Mitchell, absolutely theme park news, he can develop into that. Mm -hmm. You got to put some talent around him. Mm -hmm. You got to put talent around him because at some point, and there's nothing wrong with saying it. Donovan Mitchell can't win on his own. Nobody in this league can. No. This is not Alpha Male wins the whole thing anymore. Well, I think a lot of people thought it was because of what LeBron did early in his career. And we're past that now. Yeah, I think LeBron James was my God. I think he but was think a completely about how the league different has player. Changed, man. Like, like the days of winning on your own are over. KD can't win on his own. We've seen that. Yeah, LeBron and, can't do it on his own anymore. And Garcy says Don and Collins ain't that guy. Donovan Mitchell and John Collins together with some other pieces could be, be that savage, guy. Dude. Could be that guy. Yeah. Justin the Alpha says with Mitchell, the Knicks are a sixth seed and can upset teams. I agree with that. Yep. I agree with that. Uh Theme Park News says Jake, it didn't work out. That's my point. By the way, everybody else still wants to point out Minnesota plays. Yeah, in the I know. Minnesota plays in the Western Conference. I get it, bro. They play in the East, the uh, West, the Central. I know. Justin I know. the Alpha says Mitchell is a one man show in Utah. Yes, he is. Yeah. Compass says Donovan becomes clutch in the playoffs, and that's uh, what we need. Not this year. And that's this year the other, real quick on this, think about it. What would we be talking about with Donovan Mitchell if he had gotten the ball in the bubble instead of Mike Conley? If he had gotten the ball at the end of that game instead of Boyan Bogdanovich? Man, I wanted like, him to take that shot. Like, what would be Donovan Mitchell's reputation right now if he had gotten the ball in those situations? But by the way, both of those were good looks. Yeah, Conley in the they, bubble against listen, Denver. Listen, good look. They were good looks, but ultimately that doesn't matter because Donovan Mitchell didn't take the shot, and he's the guy. Yeah, uh, and Garcy says Jake shouldn't comment on the '90s Jazz. Just saying why? Because guy, it, just what? So we none of us should comment on. Okay, well then none of us should comment on the Second Amendment. What are you talking about? We can be students of history. Absolutely. No, it's just because I was in the building for those Jazz teams and the Bulls games. You know, you shouldn't feel bad about that. Uh, Justin, the Alpha says, Kawhi won alone in Toronto in 2019. Oh, come on. Come on. He carried them, bro. He did carry he them. He didn't win alone, but he, he didn't carried win them. Alone. He carried them. You know. Josh Lovren says Malone needed Stockton, but the cast Malone had dudes around him. Well, Hornacek, and it wasn't a push-off. Dude, and Malone had more than enough to win. The fact is, is they didn't get it done. Like, I, I, this is... The, comparing Malone's Jazz team to Donovan's team is just such a ridiculous comparison, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, Luisito Diaz says, I think it's tough to drive against Minnesota. Golden State can only beat the Wolves by th by threes. Yeah, well, they do that pretty well. They, yeah. I think I'd lean towards 
I think I'd lean towards Minnesota in that series. I would if it was played today. Yeah. Uh, Jaden King, that Conley miss in the bubble gives me nightmares. My and, God. And that's what I'm saying. Seriously. Like, I feel like that that particular game, that's the last time, and I'm not exaggerating, that's the last time I feel like we had 50-point Don alive and well for but the But you know Jazz. what it also was? That was the last time this Jazz team was a true contender. Yeah. If yeah. that shot goes in, do they do they win the Western Conference? Probably not. The Lakers were very good that year. But boy, you have a good shot, don't you? You feel like you have if more you, than a dude, puncher's chance. If you get chance. bounced out of the playoffs by that that by that Laker team, you, you're respected. Hey, you know what? The Lakers are just better than you. Okay, cool. I get it. You know, like yeah. I just I I just look at this team and I and I and I feel like you know, hey, we can all play the what if game. But I just look at Don specifically and I say, man, like if he had just made one of those shots, if he had made both of those shots, if he had even had a chance. Like, what would we be talking about? Greg Hawkins says, this is the first time I've seen a show go a full 90 minutes on basketball. Yeah, I, we should probably. <laughs> Has it been 90 minutes? It's yeah. been an hour and 24 minutes already? Yeah, dude. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. Hawkins with some r reality there. Yeah, Man. bro. All right, a couple more, then we're going to talk football, actually. Uh, let's see. Wow, that was a comment dump. Anthony Cornell says, uh, will Utah ever get an NFL team? Nah, bro. Nah. Nah, bro. Luisito Diaz says, I bet Mitchell and Aiton in a jazz in the coming days. Get back to me if I'm right. They can't because DeAndre Aiton can't be traded till January 15th, yep. and he's got a one-year no-trade clause. Don't forget that. Jeremy Bolton uh, says, Greg Hawkins, true, better than 90 minutes of ranch and vegan burgers. That's not funny. That's not nice. It's not funny. That's not nice. Greg Hawkins sends me some of the funniest ranch con content ever, like the... Greg, you make me laugh when you send me. Is Greg stuff. a ranch guy or a blue cheese guy? Uh, I don't think either. Greg is too. See, Greg Hawkins, for those of you who don't know, Greg Hawkins is actually like a movie and TV star in the Philippines. And I'm not kidding. He is. He's refined. Like his palate is refined. He only shops for Cartier. <laughs> no, he doesn't. I'm kidding. Um, I, he, I'm going to. I'm going to say that Greg is a honey mustard guy. Ooh. And he, he doesn't eat appetizers. Greg eats hors d'oeuvres. Hors <laughs> d'oeuvres. <laughs> you know. Uh, blue cheese, baby. No. 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 You're a, Ro a Roqueford bro? Dude, wow. come on, Greg. Greg, bro. Wow. The opposite. What the hell? Wow. All right, a couple more we need to run through here. You know what? I'm going to save the football conversation because this piece by SI that I tweeted yesterday. Yeah, we need more time than we have. I don't, I only have like 37 seconds. I, I, I want to save that That's kind of piece. a theme for you, huh? But by the oh. <laughs> Was that a reference well, to so. sex? So you're saying that's a sex reference. You know I'm married. I don't have sex. That, hey, you know great, that. great. Yeah, fair, get, fair. Get, get used to it. Um, because I do want to talk about I do want to talk about, though, real quick. Who's got more value, BYU or Utah, as a football program? Mm. Who's got more Q rating? Who's got more factor? I don't know. It's very interesting. And we're going to hash this out probably on Monday now. Yeah. Ask, that's a legit huge question. Yidge. Yidge. That's a legit huge question. Yeah. All right. Let's get into our non-sports stories of the day. Um, because we need to, we need to, um, we need to talk about real estate, right? Because, and I know we talk about real estate on this show like every day, but mm -hmm. is it better to rent or to buy right now? 
And I think this is a huge, huge question. I think it's one of these conversations that you can't really put anything but a dollar figure on. Right. Nationally, you're looking at mortgage rates hovering around 6%. But you are also looking at one of the all-time spikes in rent percentage in this country. Mm -hmm. And it is, it is ridiculous to me that in the first quarter, I would have told you, in this country, you are in a much better position to rent than to buy. Right now, I think you you have to really look at your your ways. And I think if you are smart and you are looking at buying, you had better have a mortgage professional that you believe in. Because I think right now, depending on what your credit is, you can swing vastly between five and a quarter and six and a half as a as a as a mortgage rate. Right. Your average, I think, right now nationally is five nine nine. National average today, it's been fluctuating. Today is five point six seven percent. This Oof. week, today, it's five point six seven. I know it's higher than that in to, Utah. In Utah, yeah. So in Utah, the average rate is six point zero percent. Right, it's six. Yeah, in Utah, it's six percent. Yeah. Yeah, I think a couple of things come to mind. Yeah. Truly, I think one, you better have a mortgage guy. Because if you don't have a mortgage guy, and if you're a millennial especially, if you're in your late 20s and 30s, you better be looking at this subject quite quite closely. And if you are above if you are above 700 in credit, mm -hmm. I'd be trying to buy something right now. Because what you have in the marketplace right now is you have a whole lot of inventory that's been sitting there molding because people are so far overpriced. So here's the problem. And, and this is just for Utah. This isn't nationally. The problem is on a $500,000 mortgage, right? Because that's what's pretty in Utah. That's kind of where things are at, you know, for your average home value right now. $500,000 mortgage, 20% down, $740 to $759 credit. Really good credit. On a 30-year, you're still 6.1% on average. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. Nobody is lending at good percentages right now. Well, and I think that we are seeing one of the other things that's not talked about enough in this country is we are seeing credit scores dip. Like if you look at the the histrionics on credit scores, mm -hmm. the last 12 months, the American credit score has taken an absolute throttling. I mean, it is, you are looking at people where we're in a place where credit card debt is higher, default rates are higher, car payments aren't being made. Like you're starting to see that the push. average credit score in the United States right now is six ninety eight. Ouch, under seven hundred, under seven hundred. You're not getting prime rates at, at at that point. And and again, this is just me. I'm telling you, if if you're if you are at seven hundred or above, you better be talking to a mortgage guy about buying a house. I think. And by the way, the other thing that's fascinating here too, by generation, millennials are at six eighty six on average. So that's rough. Yeah, that's rough. And and. We bought at the right time, but I, I think buying a house right now is not the disaster that some people are making it out to be. If you go in and you and you are pre-qualified mm -hmm. and you make a and you make the right moves and you you get a mortgage guy that can get you pre-qualified and a payment you can handle for the next decade, and you go in and you negotiate the balls off of a house. Yeah. Yeah. You you wow. There, there she is. <laughs> Miss America. There's okay, we a got whole it. lot of sports stuff. So there was. But anyways, adjusting the camera. Okay. I think that's uh, the key. 
is you got to play the game. Even though interest rates are higher, you're going to have to then play the game to get the house price lower. The the negative, the, the double negative is with an inflated house price and an inflated um, interest rate. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we're going to see interest rates drop that much. Uh, and I don't think we're going to see house prices drop that much. But if you can, compared to six months ago, where you would have been better off, you know, probably buying a, a house that was a little inflated at a lower interest rate over time. But where we're at now, if you need oh, yeah. to buy, that's the game you're going to have to play is trying to get the price lower yes. in order to accommodate. Well, the and, higher and, and I'm telling rate. you, I'm telling you right now that there's so much overinflated inventory in the real estate market. Every $10,000 that you spend on a house is pr- about a hundred bucks a, m- a month on your mortgage. And, and I'm telling you right now, there are people that are feeling the squeeze. There are homeowners yeah. that are have their homes on the market that are sweating. And if you are smart and you are savvy and you get pre-qualified with a mortgage guy or a gal, professional, and you walk in with a pre-qualification letter, I'm telling you right now, you're going to be able to get that house at a price that you can handle. Facts. I, I think you just better be be couple of things. You better be patient. You better not give a damn what the person on the other end of that contract offer cares or thinks about your contract offer because you got to do you. And one of the things, and, and I don't know how many people on this show today have actually bought a house or been through a contract negotiation, but one of the things that you absolutely have to consider is yourself mm-hmm. and your family. Too many times when we put in contract offers on homes, we're like, oh, well, they'll feel insulted. Who cares? You know. Who cares? You got to do you. One of the things that you see on a regular basis when you talk to, to sellers is, oh, that was an insult. Okay, well, it was an insult to you, but it's exactly where the buyer needed to be. And by the way, again, just like Donovan Mitchell, your house is only worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. Yep. And there's enough people right now who are overvalued and who are on the market because they're struggling financially. They're selling their homes because they're struggling financially. Go make a competitive offer that's $50,000 under market. Have your real estate agent. And here's another important thing when you're buying a house, make your real estate agent do the fucking job. Make them work hard. Make your real estate agent do a market analysis, which is what is this house actually worth? I know they have it listed at $600,000 for their, their ADU unit over the garage alone, right? Like, you know this house isn't worth $600,000. Yeah. Mr. Real Estate, Mr. Mrs. Real Estate Agent, Mr. You know, hey, real estate professional, I need to know what this house is truly worth today. Not based on comps. What should I pay for this house? That's what I would want to see. If I am going to sign what's called a, a, a buyer broker agreement, which means I'm going to, if I buy a house, I'm going to buy it with you exclusively for the next six months. You're going to earn that money. Because I want to know what that house is worth, and I don't want to pay a penny more than I have to. So if that's fifty grand under, if that's a hundred grand under, here's my last best offer. And that's it. The the other thing I'll add to that is buyers are their own worst enemy. Buyers drive the market up. So if you are overbidding, overbidding, everyone is overbidding. It's going to drive your price up. And I think that we have to switch that around. Yes. To underbid. Yeah. Boy, by the way, a really interesting point uh, from Alex Thompson. Mountain America Credit Union offers a 40-year mortgage for first-time homebuyers. This is significant 
for the entry level as it gives them more buying power. Yeah, absolutely. If you can add 10 years to your mortgage, think about how much that's going to push your payment down. It's absolutely a smart tool. If you are a first-time home buyer, you're not buying your forever home. Mm -hmm. Let's say that you're 28 years old and you're looking for a $400,000 townhouse that doesn't currently exist. But let's say you can get one for 450, but you can make it 40 years instead of 30 years. As long as it's fixed, why do you care? Mm -hmm. Right? Because you're not going to, you're going to do one of two things. You're going to flip that into a, a, a revenue generating income property and move into a, a single family unit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a portfolio piece for you down the road, or you're going to sell it and you're going to buy a single family home. Either way, you're not living in that house for the next 40 years. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. I think that's a great point, Alex. Really would. Um, let's see. Uh, whoa. Hey, no. Uh, Josh Lovern says, cash offers are the way to do business in Seattle right now. Buddy of mine who is a real estate agent had a guy drop six-figure cash on a house. Well, I also think cash offer doesn't mean that you're showing up with a suitcase and paying that off, right? A cash offer doesn't necessarily mean that you're you're fully liquid. What a cash offer can also mean is that you have a fully funded Hey, we're going to, we're going to put this out as a cash offer. Another reason to have a really good mortgage professional, um, who can set you up in that situation where, Hey, we can do a 15 day close. We'll wire you full funds in 15 days. I needed 10 days to do an inspection period, five more days to get my funding locked down, deal done in 15 days. There's a lot of value in that. By the way, one of the other major trends is a lease back where you are, you know, hey, I'm going to buy the house from Jim and Jane, but Jim and Jane are going to live there for 30 more days. So they have time to pack and move. Mm -hmm. That's a huge trend right now, especially in our state. Yeah. So there you have it. Uh, let's see. Alex Thompson says 0% down, no PMI would be private. More PMI means private mortgage insurance is hundreds of dollars more a month. It's between two and 350 usually. Um, so yeah, that's a big one. Big Dog O-Town says, I pay 575 a month. For 12 years, a realty organization bought the complex. My rent jumped to six seventy-five. Um, I now pay twelve fifty a month. Jesus. I tried paying. I tried buying a crib. My payment was going to be twenty-two hundred. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Cody Strickland says I'd like to sell my house right now, just because how much I would make. But I do not need to sell it, so I would be that bastard who would be denied low offers. Who would so deny wait, low offers? So wait, are you are you are you saying that you're operating like Danny Ainge is right now, or okay. what are we talking oh, about? Boy. Look, we oh, all boy. know Minnesota plays in the East. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know what I mean. Come on, man. The problem is, like, I have about two hundred thousand dollars in equity in my house. Yeah. But am I going to sell and then go buy something new? How I, I don't know. And I do pretty well for myself. I I have elite credit. Like I'm pretty well to do. Yep. Can I afford? Can I afford what I would want to replace my house with? No. That's I, that's the problem. Yeah. Is that, you know, we we could sell. We could sell easy. But then where are we going to go? What what are we going to buy? We're not going to be able to get the same deal. And our monthly payment is so low that it'd be more advantageous for us to take, you know, 100K and do a full remodel to make it the, you know, ideal home that we'd want. Yep. Um, Compass says, thanks, Greg. I missed your first comment. Greg wants to know, uh, when does the show start? But uh, usually about 630 Mountain, 830 Eastern. Yeah. Uh, but by the way, that's going to change coming up. They, there's a lot of changes coming to the show is what I would say. So get ready for that. Um, let's see. Uh, Cody Strickland says, I have a VA loan. No down. I like it. Yeah. Well, 
there is that. Nicholas uh, Munug Akabari Ute says, worth it. Will he be Kobe or Curry at point guard? I don't know. <laughs> He's better than Iverson right now, uh, according to the stat sheet. Could be, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cody Strickland, yes, 500K, six picks in your firstborn to yeah, buy a house. You yeah, you see what I mean? Six first round <laughs> picks. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, I bet real estate back east in Minnesota is great right now. Yeah. You're never living that down. It's fine. Hey, I misspoke. It is what it is, man. You are it's never cool. living that down. It's cool. Uh, Compass says, I'm from Croatia. Hey, Compass, nice to see you in Croatia. Appreciate that. Uh, huge homes for uh, low prices. Cody said. Yeah, I just think in the, in the area that we live in, 400K is no longer a thing. That just doesn't really, that's not getting it done. Scammer Trolling says, I still hope one of the changes is bringing on Kyle Gunther or Bill, Bill Pierce. <laughs> I don't even know who Bill Pierce is. And I, Kyle Gunther works at a, is that I think guy? Kyle Gunther works at a ski shop now. Salty Peaks. Did you guys know? You knew that. Obviously, we all know that. Yeah. Kyle Gunther works at Salty Peaks. He's busy. So, you know, uh, Teo getting with Raphael podcast. You guys are welcome to stay with us. If you sell, we'll move in. We'll hang out in the basement. Thanks. You know, what? you know what I'm saying? Uh, let's see. Theme park news says takes 200 K and moves to a cheaper state. Well, Utah's home, man. Like I, I don't think, I don't know that I'll ever leave Utah. I don't, by the way, one other thing. And then we really got to go. Sunday is national lottery day. Yeah. Oh, snap. I guess we're going to drive to either Malad or Evanston. Evanston. You know. Um, is playing the lottery a waste of money? You refuse to buy way, lottery the, tickets. It's a waste of money until you win. Let's, that's that's literally that's what it is. Seriously, that's what it is. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Let's have a look-see at what the lotto jackpots are. Let's just go Powerball. I wish people could see Rhino. <laughs> he's just sitting. Dude. He's sitting directly under monty like waiting he is waiting he's like you're not going to forget about he is, me he is waiting oh my to gosh eat. and he's trying to unplug everything Fast. by running into it well right now. and i'll have you know i will have you know that one the powerball site is taking forever to load right now damn powerball um, sites you know i don't know why but anyway if the powerball is a hundred million dollars is it worth your time to drive to evanston to get it i think it is I yeah. think it is. I mean, I mean I that's guess, just yeah. that's just my yeah. opinion. You can't win if you don't play. It's true, and this is the conundrum. This is what I mean. Like, but you know, I agree. Time in you the... just don't win. So well, yeah, there's only one. That. But I, I think you're right. It takes one time to it takes one time to win it, and I, I just don't understand why people saying? won't do it. Are 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 people lotto I players? Just, are people miring? Are pe is that what you're saying? Uh, let's see. Uh, whoa, huge comment dump. Uh, Hillabilly said, Hillabilly says, drove to Malad last night to buy some tickets. LOL. $82 million is the draw for Saturday for tomorrow. Man, I'd take one. I'd just take 1 million. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not greedy. You know, uh, let's see. Uh, Nicholas says, uh, the government will take at least 40 million. Yeah, Probably. I'll still take it. I mean, if you don't want the other $40 million, just send me a check, right? Uh, Greg Hawkins says, I prefer pull-a-tab investing. Only takes $100 to win 20 What's pull-a-tab? Oh, uh, pull-tab. Is it like bingo? Bingo pull-tabs? Pull -tab. Oh, is that what that is? I like playing bingo. We've played a couple of times. I actually enjoy it. You know, I enjoy it. Let's see. And Gar Whoa, man. Uh, and Garcia, uh, my okay. dog, Dude, is flirting with death right now. 
Unbelievable. Uh, they drive. The drive is part of our family time. All good for us. Me too. Me too. Uh, Scammer trolling says lottery is a tax on the ignorant. Well, really? Oh, ouch. Yeah. K. Nuren says lottery playing is fun. I don't think. I don't think the lottery is a tax on the ignorant. I mean, how you, you're telling me right now that you've never dreamed about what a hundred million dollar lottery jackpot would do for you? I think we all have dreamed about. Are that. you kidding Come me? On, guy. Yeah. Come on, it's guy. It's just that you know, the, the, there's only one person who wins the hundred million, yeah. so there's you know a couple billion people who put money into that. Right? Yeah. So. Yep. You know, yeah, it's not. Uh, your odds are not in your favor. May the odds ever be in your favor. But, right. By the way, the mega is four hundred and eighty million dollars. Holy cow. The mega is four. Okay, I'm out, man. All right, I'll see you guys later. I got to. You got to go. I got to go. Heading to Evanston. Yeah, we're going to Evanston after work today. Okay, bye. I'm doing it. Absolutely. Because that drawing's tonight. Tonight. At 11, uh, tonight. Damn it. I'm going to Evanston. I, I, honest to God, I'm out early today. I'm going to Evanston. I For $480 million, and I get to go to the, what's the um, farming store? Murdoch's. 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 The I farming store. Yes, Murdoch's Bro, is one of the great the reasons to drive store. to Evanston. <laughs> Murdoch's is? is one of the great reasons to drive to Evanston, Wyoming. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, I think I love Murdoch's. I do. I love Murdoch's too. Okay, we have to go. We Alrighty. do. Have to go. We have okay, to go. Play the damn music. Bye bye. Show killer. All right, we will see you guys next Monday. We'll be live um, on the east coast of Hawaii in Minnesota. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Minnesota is in the Western Conference, too. Just so you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So many people have commented on that. Hey, by the way, massive week on the show. Appreciate everybody who watches this show. Please give us a thumbs up right now. Shop our affiliate links Monday on this show. A massive contest announcement. It's going to be amazing. Until Monday, say goodbye, Jake. Minnesota's winning the Eastern Conference. Screw you guys.